Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? tuned in to dar media and tonight we're doing another nostalgia hour myself the true god the axe man jeff axel is back for another nostalgia hour tonight we're going to discuss soundtracks their significance the concept of a soundtrack i I, you know you guys might be a little surprised but i'm gonna go into that right here at the beginning and the influence that they had in movies and in our lives even back going back golden age of hollywood um apexing 70s 80s through the mid 90s and we're going to talk about how it kind of evolved and died off a little bit as well towards the end um we're also going to talk about how much of an impact and a necessity soundtracks were for uh hip-hop culture movies black comedians uh black culture movies um it's one thing i wanted to start off with is i Once upon a time, you know, I got into the line of work that I'm in when I was just 17. And so for 10, 11, 12 years, I was always the youngest person in the room, Greenhorn. And then one day, out of nowhere, I realized that I was old. And do you guys know how the biggest way that that happened was? (laughs) Is we had a music channel on like a digital music channel on they still have those on some cable systems in the office i was working on and a song came on and i talked to my supervisor who was in the same room somehow older than i am because sometimes it feels like nobody is older than i am anymore and i said oh man this was a great soundtrack and he was like yeah it's a great soundtrack and we both look over to the youngest person who's in there with us she was about 20 and when i tell you explaining what a soundtrack was how it was significant it is like explaining space travel to a fish to anyone under the age of 30 it maybe even i would say even 35 because even when we were young it was in its back part in its back half like i remember being very young and listening to you know the space jam soundtrack and things like that but we only had probably five years at most left where it was we probably only had about two or three years left where it was the level of significance that they always carried they still were significant going forward but the level of significance only lasted a few more years through the mid 90s um so trying to explain not just Like, how do you quantify? Because these people, these these young folks today, anything, anybody under the age of 35 did not grow up in the sound scan era. So what platinum, what gold, what all that stuff means to them is not what it means to all of us. So even quantifying how something was a big deal back then was extremely difficult. Like, yes, you had this, this digital media, however many units it sold, 
quantified how much of an impact it was. And sound scan was such a big deal that movies used to advertise. It wasn't just the backing to a movie. The movies would sell themselves specifically sometimes on having the best soundtrack of the year. That was a calling card of the film. And that is people who are listening to this are like, that's fucking unbelievable. Believe it. It used to happen all the time, especially the 80s, early 90s, soundtrack of the year associated with these movies. Um, It was damn near impossible to describe. Something else I wanted real quick. I'm going to move to you guys and, and get your take on that whole spiel. Another thing I want to clarify from the last nostalgia hour, got another thing that I realized that maybe people under the age of 35 do not know. And they're probably were like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Because what, what movie year did Anaconda come out? It was like 96, right? 1997. 1997. 1997. Okay. So 97. That's when Anaconda came out. So again, anybody under the age of 35, you don't know when we say, that in movies like that, monster movies, disaster movies, horror movies, quote unquote, the black guy always never made it to the end. That was a very real thing. Like that was not like we when you would see the opening of the movie, you would see all the stars and what they look like. You're like, oh, that guy's not making it. That was completely a real thing where 99 percent of the movies you would see the black guy would never make it. That is a real thing. Again, some of our people, anybody listening to 35, you may not have any idea what the hell I'm talking about. I'm here with you two. Please quantify that and then move on to quantified soundtracks. Well, in terms of the, the black person not making it um, in, in in horror movies, I, I think that was always the funniest part of horror movies as a as a not as necessarily as a kid but growing up because you got to see these uh like that's when i think seeing black people in horror movies when you knew horror movies were not realistic at all because black people are never the first to go check a dark alley or or if you see a motherfucker with a with a mat with his hockey mask on, you're not gonna go up to him and be like, "Oh, I gotta stop this guy," or "Oh, what's happening?" What? No, we run, we running. You got you got a hockey mask, you got a knife, we running. That's just how it goes. That's just how it's always been. We ain't sticking around. We not waiting around to see what's happening next. We getting the fuck out of dodge, and that's just how it's been. That's how it's always gonna be. And yeah, that's 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 all I could I I could say in in terms of that. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised. Like, I will say what you what you mentioned in the the old part, the old being old and stuff. That is a that's a real that is a real emotion that I feel from time to time when I talk to certain people, because I catch myself talking about like, yo, you remember back when it was such and such, and they were like, what? And I'm like, you don't remember this? Like, you don't say, yo, you remember this movie or you remember this this album, this song? And people don't. And I was, you know, telling telling a friend of mine, uh, I was like, yo, it's so crazy because they're like 20 years ago, one of my favorite albums dropped. Over 20 years now. Almost 20, 20 years plus. And then you stop and think about all these movies and soundtracks 
is 30 years ago when these movies were out 35 you know 40 and it's just like some of these things are older than us and it 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 baffles me that these things are still you know they're not relevant in today's culture in terms of like what's going on and stuff like that but they're relevant in the sense of like how much they matter how much we miss these things how much we wish we still you know we could still have these things like a, a, like a movie soundtrack is so special and what it provides and what it does and what it adds to uh enjoyment of a film that you know like the score like every every film has some type of score but the soundtrack is it gave more life to a movie so I, that's why I, i'm that's why this is one of those things where i'm really excited uh to talk about it because i don't think people really appreciated how important the soundtrack was especially with black film because black film we did not get we did not get a lot of black films you know that, that's one thing coming up you got a couple of year and you know that's all we needed right because we were excited enough to 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 get those couple of movies you know like 1990 91 and 293 94 95 like we had a lot of movies uh in the grand scheme of things but you know, we were just excited to have that. And then the music was our music. It was something that we, you know, that we could identify with that we thought was special. And, you know, like I say, you don't get that anymore. I mean, there's music these days, but is it really music these days? Um, so I, and that's, that's another question too I would ask all of you guys, right? Like, what does the soundtrack today look like hmm. if, if it was to come out? Like, who's... I don't want to hear Ice Spice on on the soundtrack, or, or I don't want to hear I don't want to hear little I mean little baby cool like if I'm like in the club or something, and, you know I'm I'm halfway drunk, but like these artists today don't feel like I don't feel like they have the the like the persona and and the personal uh, talent really to 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 really drive drive home how how important it, or make the right songs for a soundtrack so I, I like I always think about like just just how times have changed and how uh more than anything uh the artistry is different and so the the soundtracks from the 80s and then the 70s and 90s and 2000s they just reflect how much more talent was around uh from a musical standpoint to you know create create these songs that fit perfectly with movies and yeah, so um, I don't you know I won't talk too much, you know. I'll let, I'll let X you know let X get in it and and and, and tell his side of, of how he feel about these these soundtracks and how how does it feel X to be old? You know, we we how does it feel to be old now, man? Like you know we we used to talk about this in the studio all the time. Like like we was young and vibrant about ten years ago. Now, <laughs> real quick, now, real quick, real quick, I'll give my another. Uh how I knew I was old story. Cause it relates to these movies, and good soundtracks. Um, I was out in a not so great place in a not having a not so great time with a, uh, work group who was under my supervision and we're all sitting down to eat, um, in our cafeteria, we'll call it. And, uh, I come That's up. Issue. Were you in Cracker Barrel? Were you in Cracker no. Barrel? <laughs> okay. <I> just, <laughs> it was, 
Not Cracker Barrel, no. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> just wanted to make sure you, you said uh, not so great, not so great place, and I was like, all right. Oh okay. no, 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 no. We should have hung a sign out on the outside of it that said Cracker Barrel. That'd be a good idea. Um, I come walking up, and none of them have, none of them have food yet. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, Rufio and the Lost Boys? Are you motherfuckers imagining your food? Get some fucking food. And no one had any idea what I was talking about. No one had seen Hook. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking old. Great. <laughs> Axe, yeah, well, how's you, it? Yeah. What's, it, what's up? True, what's up? No, no I was going to say, like, that. that's that's a mo- that's definitely a, like, older shit moment where you just, like, when you make those old older references and people are like, what? what well, you when you make about? a reference to something that was a pop culture like the biggest thing possible in pop culture when you were a young age and it's just nothing now. It's just dust now. Like, man, yeah. Jeff, yep. how does it feel to be old? What about soundtracks, buddy? Well, I'm not claiming old age yet. Like I'm still like in the early, early part of my thirties. So I still try to, you can I mean, choose not to claim it, but it's claiming you. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely coming for your ass. That's yeah. that old age, bro. I tell you that. It's creeping on me a little bit, but um, yeah, like what True was saying earlier, you think about like Menace to Society and how the one scene where Kane, he's like cooking up the crack and whatnot, and they got pocket full of stones by UGK playing. Like the songs actually match up with the movies, or a drive-by is about to happen. You hear Tria Got No Heart by Spice One. It's just like, I don't know if the artists today got the depth to really match up. Even going back to The Last Dragon, you got, you know, the glow playing. They're talking about having the glow. And that's, they made a song to match that whole moment. That's a rhythm of the night. Like it was just a whole bunch of classic songs on each of these movies. And it made it more vibrant and like it actually showcased artists as well. Like they would have tie-in deals with the uh, labels and put artists out there. So, well, it would also go the other way around. You kind of brought it up, and uh, I wanted to start getting into it. it. Again, it's so hard to put into into clear picture how big of a deal this stuff was, but sometimes the movies soundtracks would would emphasize newer artists up and coming sometimes it worked the other way around where they would get artists to help push and be like the biggest artists in the world used to make original music that would only mm-hmm. be on these soundtracks i think the the most prolific uh example of this is free willy with michael jackson doing at least one if not two original songs just yep. for that soundtrack that was a huge fucking deal like it's one of those where like i can't even explain it to you or draw a parallel to something now if you weren't there or you haven't read up on it like it was a immense fucking deal and so and, and a lot of original music that became classics you know into the, the build up to this we discussed eddie murphy and all the stuff that he's associated with you got uh party all the time his original song which i fucking love it's some of my cold weather music that i ride around listening to love that fucking song um although that might be a polarizing <laughs> subject out there um it's not the it's not beverly, it's beverly not hills 
That's, that's right. It fucking shouldn't be. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop has its fucking classic theme. Uh, there were some other ones, uh, Axe and then True, you guys were talking about on the lead up. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, man. Um, you know, like, like, Eddie, like Eddie Murphy party, party, party all the time is the song that a lot of people reference when we talk about Eddie Murphy. But the song that I want to reference when we talk about Eddie Murphy is, is, is it's a, on his comedy album. Eddie Murphy had like several albums. He had comedy albums and he had music albums. And I believe the song is called Boogie in Your Butt. And it is one of the dumbest, uh, dumbest novelty songs ever. But even something like that to me kind of sums up how, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy could do no wrong in his prime, right? Like he could do no wrong in his prime. He was, he was just ridiculously funny. He was creating uh, a bunch of different, you know, just a bunch of different things. And soundtrack wise, like in eighties, you know, like I said, like you mentioned, Beverly Hills Cop had the, you know, do 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 do. You know, you got that, and uh, which actually, which actually, that'd be a great, that'd be a great way to start off. Uh, funny enough, start off the podcast. Uh, but no, it have it, to happen. Yeah, but it, you know, it's one of those things where, like, everything Eddie was was doing in the eighties turned to gold, and you know, I often wonder what, you know, what would have happened if uh like say like like uh like coming to america is one of my favorite eddie murphy movies right and they have a soundtrack but the soundtrack is is like it that's one of those soundtracks that doesn't get a lot of mention because that like the artists weren't very known like i think lavert like the gerald lavert was like the most known artist on there at the time and I think Chico DeBarge, but it's just funny because you have those songs, but you can still watch that movie, and like watching that movie, you can hear the song. It's like the theme song. It's like, hey, can you see I'm coming to America? Like even a even a you know a, a movie that wasn't you know didn't need a big soundtrack had an iconic song that you play every time that it plays every time you you know think about the movie it plays in your head. So. I think, uh, like I said, Eddie Murphy's in the 80s, uh, the 90s, obviously, with the Boomerang and Nutty Professor, um, you know, you, you know, Eric mentioned that, like, big artists were doing things uh, at the time. Um, you know, Boomerang had Babyface writing and creating uh, a majority of, a majority of those songs. Uh, the Nutty Professor had, like, uh, all the Def Jam artists in 96 uh on the on the on the soundtrack and that's something that you know that like these movies became even bigger because of the soundtrack because the soundtracks were just extensions of the movie obviously and I mean, to you know I got the ultimate have- I got the I got the ultimate go ahead I got the ultimate example here teed up for us. Uh oh what you got for for for, for what passes I mean you're sure. this fits everything that we're talking about to a fucking T and you're going to feel dumb if you can't guess it. I, I mean, do you know what the number one selling soundtrack of all time is? The number one? Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. It, it it fits. It That's close. It's the top 20. I'm going to start reading them here in a minute. It top fits right 20? in what we're talking about. The time that we're talking about. Yeah, Purple Rain's in the top 20. I'm talking about the number one. 
the bodyguard. Waiting to exhale. The fucking bodyguard. Yes. I had to think. I, I had to think about. It. I body, will always I, it, love you. Is fucking original for the bodyguard. It's a it's a it's a cover of a Dolly Parton song, but it that was an original <laughs> recording for. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny because as as you were saying it, I was like, wait, <laughs> who could who could be the biggest uh soundtrack? And I biggest star. It. The Whitney fucking movie, the, the the soundtrack yeah. is just as big of a deal as the movie, an extension of the movie, original music, fucking crazy, classic. Whitney, hey, hey I, I I tell you what, Whitney Houston is 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 one of those artists that in the nineties, late 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 eighties, early nineties, no one could no one could touch what she was doing in the Bodyguard as a movie. I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I I could take it or leave it. Uh, you know, Whitney Houston hugged up Kevin Costner. That ain't that ain't really my bag. X, <laughs> what do you got on the bodyguard? The bodyguard, major artists making stuff happen for these soundtracks. I got the top five on here. It's gonna be such a good example of what we're talking about. Yeah, Whitney, she could do no wrong. I ain't gonna front. I never sat through the whole movie. The bodyguard it just didn't pique my interest, but the fact that she was able to take Dolly Parton's song and make it her own, I even like on other movies like Aladdin with a whole new world that won the Grammy with Regina yep. Bell and uh Peebo Bryson. So it was just that time period, it was just they were making magic happen. Above the Rim got a dope soundtrack with pain and um. Uh, part-time lover like it's just like the soundtrack's versatile but we wanted to shout out superfly that was the original curtis mayfield the first drug dealing song on wax pusher man pusher man I'm still a classic to this man. day yeah I'm that nigga in the alley. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like when you really look at that that's a that's a crazy you know, I also want to shout out real quick. Got to shout out uh, a, two, two soundtracks from that time that I don't think actually get enough credit. One is Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man, which was based on a movie, which I've actually only seen the movie once. And also Black Caesar, James Brown made a majority of that. And I think... Those are like those seventies and and the Mac obviously Shaft and, and, and can't, can't forget Shaft Isaac Hayes, uh you know what I mean and you know Willie Hutch with with the Mac and and uh just all car those wash. car like, wash like yeah. like the seventies and in the early like the early early eighties and, and the seventies the soundtracks those those shaped what what soundtracks are supposed to be and there's so many soundtracks oh. from from that time yeah, that let me go just, through. Let me go through this list. There's one major one you're going to be like, oh, shit, that we're forgetting. It's a uh, second to last one I'm going to read here. Top selling soundtracks. All right. The Bodyguard, number one. Oh, boy. Okay. Number two. You're going to be like, oh, I didn't think of that, but it's not It's not surprising. Titanic. Ugh. Again, 97. Hey, I'm, we're talking about Smash music here, though, right? Like, I know. It, yeah. Could it get any more fucking culturally dominant than goddamn Titanic? Um, Ugh. Yeah. Number three, uh, I, I know. Yeah. Number right. three, Dirty Dancing. Number that's, four, that's not surprising. Grease, also not surprising. Number five, Purple Rain. Number six, this is the one I was referring to. 
Saturday Night Fever. Oh, you know what? You just you just put me. The Bee Gees did that, right? That's yeah. the Bee Gees, right? Yep. The Bee yep, Gees. Yep. That, that's one of my favorite groups of all time. I like the Bee Gees. I could listen to the Bee Gees like all the time. I literally will be working and have my headphones in, and I will listen to the Bee Gees. Uh, that that is a another slept on uh, era, in my opinion. Of at least at least by this, this, these recent generations, I think the disco ish yeah, era. I'm not fucking sleeping on that shit. I love the Bee Gees. Yeah, no, I, I think the disco era does not get enough credit because the music, the sound was amazing, and uh. All those, all those movies you just listed, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I could, I could give two shits about most of those movies. Uh, Titanic, I, I, I refuse to give a damn about Titanic. I never will. Uh, three, uh, three hours, no. Um, Greece, I have a couple people I know who like Greece. I, I understand the appeal of Greece. Obviously, it's not that's not my bag. I'm not, a, uh, not a, not a musical guy myself. Yeah, yeah, not a music, definitely not, definitely not a, a music musical guy here. However. One soundtrack that I'm surprised is not on the list. But oh, we're uh, we're getting there, I'm sure. What you're Uh-oh. about to say? Hold on, hold on. Oh, after Saturday Night Fever, though, our first modern entry makes its appearance. True, you have a you have a daughter that would have been just about the right age. I bet you can guess which one this is. Now, now I'm confused. Wait, yeah, Frozen. Frozen, yes. Oh my god, oh. our first modern entry. Oh, oh, you are not. We are not going to do. No, 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 slander wait, wait. here. No, no, no. I'm not gonna slander it. It's just because last night I was talking to my daughter and she was talking about let it go. She was singing let it go. <laughs> she, sang, she just started randomly singing let it go on the phone. So yes, okay, frozen. That makes sense. That that actually makes sense. You know what? It's funny because I didn't you don't even think about it, but there are soundtracks actually still do exist because there's a uh was it the movie Sing? The movie Sing that comes out, another kid movie. Yeah, it's like kid yeah. kids movies are where the soundtracks are. They're basically like kids bop. <laughs> basically, like it's just like replace kids bop, and they all look like cute, cute, you know, cute kid movies have soundtracks. It's just the movies with black people in it don't have no no soundtracks anymore. We can't get nothing now. I'm curious to hear what's the rest of the top ten. So the next this... two, it's probably one of the two you were just thinking about. The next two after Frozen are. The Lion King and Flashdance. Funny. Was not thinking of either one of them, even though I figured the Lion King. I'm surprised Lion King's not higher. You know, I just can't wait I to mean, be king. You want to talk about some shit that fucking took over the goddamn world. That yeah, that's the, the Lion, Lion King. King. Yeah, Fuck. that's the one. Now, the one I was going to say is actually from the 70s. And I guess in some way, it's a remake of. It's a remake of an old classic from what the 30s, 40s. But I'm surprised the soundtrack doesn't didn't sell. But then again, maybe the movie itself didn't do that well. But I'm referring to the Wiz. Now, a lot of people, in reality, you have Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Nipsey Russell, uh, Lena Horne, all these people. I think even Luther Vandross was on. Luther Vandross was on there. I think Ashford and Simpson might have been on there. Maybe it was, maybe maybe just maybe they just wrote the songs. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm surprised that that doesn't actually make the list because I thought that did very well. Now, 
another soundtrack that <laughs> I actually think deserves a look. Because I know last time we talked about it, we did mention Friday. We mentioned Friday soundtrack. We mentioned that, you know, we had the Dr. Dre keep the heads ringing. You know, we we, 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 was, we was killing it. But another soundtrack that I think needs to get a little more credit and it's 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 actually one of it's probably it's probably another one I'm surprised is not on the list. When I was the other one I was gonna refer to is the Batman soundtrack. Done by Prince. 89? Oh yes. Fuck yes. Absolutely. And the songs are just kind of in the fucking movie for no movie. fucking good reason. Hell yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I know because I know it sold very well, so I'm surprised that that wasn't on the list. That is an all time where they turn on the fucking Prince music and they destroy the fucking museum. That is an all time yep. fucking Classic. sauce, fucking sauce scene of all time. <laughs> and I will say this: just dripping. Uh, my my favorite song, one of my favorite Prince songs ever, is on the Batman soundtrack, and. It's funny because the song that that's my favorite has absolutely nothing really to do with anything in the Batman movie. Kissed by a Rose by Seal? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, not <laughs> not no. That's a good fucking song on the Batman. It, it, it is, but on this one, the original Batman, when when he had the very crisp bat shining and and Prince Prince had his you know bunch of different songs. There's a song called Scandalous on the Batman soundtrack. It's a slow jam, but I think it's one of Prince's strongest songs, and I think it's a template for a lot of R&B artists in the 90s. I think a lot of people took Scandalous and tried the same way I think they took Adore from Prince and tried to use that when they made their their slow jams. And to be fair, when we talk about soundtracks, Prince has quite a few. Granted, Graffiti Bridge and all those, I mean, that's not necessarily his best moments, but Purple Rain and Batman, those are two soundtracks completely helmed by Prince. And he absolutely annihilated both of those. I mean, Purple Rain is obviously one of the greatest albums that's ever existed. We know that. But it's really a soundtrack. That's what it is. It's a soundtrack. And I, I I think the Batman soundtrack sometimes gets, you know, pushed to the wayside a little bit just because people are kind of more focused on Purple Rain. It shouldn't. It's an insane thing. It's an insane thing. They, there's an excellent uh, article about it on The Ringer. You have to look it up in their archives about the making of that movie and, and the collaboration with Prince and how they were just like, we just want to make the biggest movie possible. Let's just get the biggest artist possible. So like, yep. fuck it, get Prince. And like, it didn't even go together. And some of those stories about like how Prince behaves that like from the like, Chappelle show and shit came from that process. Cause he would call the director at like fucking three in the morning out of fucking nowhere and just expect him to pick up. And he'd pick up and he'd be like, hello, David, do you know who this is? Like, just <laughs> and just like want to talk about what he was doing and shit. I'm, I swear to God, look it up it, on the ringer. It's it's Batman. I don't know what it's called. Batman. It came out, I believe, I want to say it was last year, um, maybe two years ago. It's an excellent article about that process and how fucking insane it was and how insane the whole concept of the whole 
fucking thing was. Axe, yeah, what are your yeah. memories about all this? Well, I haven't seen Batman. I, I ain't going front. Uh, you haven't seen <laughs> Batman 89? Nah. Bro. Uh, I think the crates on a lot of the movies you talk about. I can't even front with you. <laughs> I can't believe you, Axe. My heart's broken, brother. You ain't never seen a, the old Batman? The nah, old I'm Batman? At, I'm at the dig in the crates, man. I'm at the dig in the crates with the soundtrack. It is what it is. But, yeah, Prince was an immensely talented dude, man. Like, I just... I like when the movies match up with the actual soundtrack and how they will have the songs... I said, waiting to excel had a lot of good stuff. Um, you mentioned Boomerang earlier, that was good. Um, and mentioned Eddie Murphy earlier from his run in the 80s. I don't think we're gonna see that duplicated because he definitely saved SNL. Them boys about to drown completely. You watch the old SNLs, that, that shit stunk. Terrible facts. I think one of the things, um, it's kind of underrated about Eddie Murphy is like people just don't realize. <clears throat> how much of a I mean he's saving SNL he's in top movies uh, pretty much back to back I'm trying to remember the exact order but there was Beverly Hills there was uh, Coming to America and there's Trading Places and then he's also in the music game with Rick James putting out that 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 song and then also putting out the wildly popular music from Beverly Hills Cop doing all this at the same time around the same, you know, eight-year window, and he's, like, in his early 20s doing this shit. Just right. fucking yeah. out of control. And crushing the stand-up ga- uh, game. Um, That's when Eddie Murphy Raw came out just about then, correct? Raw and Delirious, yeah. Yeah, both of them. So, like, holy fuck. All of this stuff. He's, he's covering every single base of the fucking game. You know, things got a little weird in the later part. With the Pluto Nashes and the and the, all those things where Eddie Murphy became a little bit of a, a I don't know, I don't want to say a punchline, but a little bit of, you know, people just did, looked at him a different way. I don't think people fucking know what level of absolute, like, supernova that Eddie Murphy was in the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah, I, I you know, you brought Pluto Nash up, and God, that depressed me for a second. Eddie Murphy is... Uh, one of my top two favorite comedians of all time. And I, I don't know where things went wrong for Eddie in the late 90s, 2000s. But while referencing soundtracks that Eddie was a part of, um, I think I mentioned The Nutty Professor. Uh, another one I want to mention is this was a this was a topic that came up actually on Twitter, uh, the movie itself. But Life, the movie Life with him and Martin Hell Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, they had a great soundtrack. Yes, they did. Uh, and I think, you know, even a movie like that, it's like this is a movie literally about two guys wrongfully accused of doing something they didn't do and going to jail. But the soundtrack, it it fits. And I and, and I know, you know, X, <laughs> I know X. We, you know, for years, I've I've you know sang the Casey and Jojo life life song, especially the time is slipping away from me part. And uh but I, I think the um the soundtrack is so like it's just so well put together. And it's like when you look at 
I don't think there's one movie from that era that really missed with soundtracks. I can't think of a movie that like completely missed. And I will say this because I know this this movie it gets it, there's two of them actually. There's there's two movies from uh and they're back and back to back years, 97 and 98. I don't hear these song, uh, these albums, these soundtracks mentioned a lot when people talk about the best soundtracks of all time. Uh, but Love Jones is not necessarily a favorite movie of mine, but I actually think for a soundtrack, it's a really great soundtrack. And on top of that, the next one, I actually think He Got Game is a movie that had a really good soundtrack. You know, Public Enemy was was pretty much uh behind it but i i i really think that soundtrack was very slept on obviously uh that movie itself um you know some people feel uh you know people have different opinions Walter Ray shouldn't have been acting man i mean that's not his I mean, bag <laughs> it's not it's not his bag but you know um it, it like i said i i i think the soundtrack though was really good you know, I, I I think the soundtrack was really was was really solid, and another one. This is this is one that I don't think about a lot because it's these. There's two, so this one was more so of like a not like a like a feature film, but uh, like Russell Simmons had had this thing called the show, and the soundtrack had like every artist in the '90s that was popular on it. I think Pac was on it, like Onyx, Big, Method Man, Red Man, Snoop, you know, and I think that's one of those things where it's like, you have a soundtrack with that much talent on it. It's, it's, it's very, very, uh, you know, it's very, very special to have that. However, uh, another soundtrack that I know no one's going to bring up. So I'm going to be the one to bring it up. There was a Rockefeller documentary called backstage oh you're um, talking about the backstage fucking dj clue mixtape yes oh my I, oh my god no that was fucking that's insane a, it was I, incredible that's and, i don't and, know if that and, even counts <laughs> that was almost like a compilation album of friends of dj clue and rockefeller it but a, it, it was a, it was it was a fucking insane album though it is an it insane album based, though it was based around a backstage movie yeah. it was and in the backstage movie, it's funny. I was very young when this came out, and I ended up going with my cousin to the movies, and I watched it. And first of all, I had no business watching it. Uh, no, you did at, not. Because I remember some things that happened. That yeah, happened some it. stuff. Yeah, some stuff that was yeah. But the one thing I remember the most about that was that you had Outkast. You had obviously the Best of Me remix was on that. Um, you know, with Maya and Jay Z. And it's funny because I always thought that it was like a throwaway because I, th- I think the backstage soundtrack might have went gold, maybe platinum. But a lot of people don't mention it because it's 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 like a DJ Clue mixtape, but it's based around backstage the movie. So it counts as a soundtrack. But you, I think you have I think you had Prodigy was on there with like Keep It Thorough. I think that was yes. like when Prodigy Keep It Thorough first uh, Ready for War by Memphis Bleak was on there. It was a big fucking hit. Yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know. I, and you know, I was a big Cash Money fan. I know Hot Boys was on there. And, yeah, Hot and, Boys and, was on there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it like 
these 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 are moments of my life when I think of these soundtracks. These are moments of my life where I'm like, yo, I remember where I was when I first heard this. I remember where I was when I first got the soundtrack. And I had the backstage soundtrack on uh, I believe I had it on cassette because I couldn't find it on CD. And I played that shit over and over again. And I guess I guess if I was had to rank any of these, and I, I do want to get everybody's top five for, for movie soundtracks. And Eric, you, you made me actually reconsider my list because when you mentioned Saturday Night Fever, I actually stopped. And I actually was like, yo, all of my favorite songs from the Bee Gees, 90% of them come from that entire era and and all of that so I, I it, it it made me think but no i i think like i said just mentioning the backstage uh backstage man just bringing that back one more time i absolutely loved um absolutely loved the backstage mixtape soundtrack whatever you know mixtape soundtrack but i'm gonna come back i, w- I will come back to uh to Saturday Night Fever because I you 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 did something you you yeah, Eric you did something you did you something because yeah Max you got any underrated soundtracks that people maybe don't think of that you want to tell people to check out we'll, we'll get to that remember I I told you guys on the lead up to this I got a story for you when you're never um, gonna guess but you go X Rush Hour has some good tracks hell yeah well yeah. how deep is your love. And uh, yeah. can I get it by Jay Z? They had some solid tracks on there. Um, I mentioned before, Menace's Society probably had a lot of slept on joints, like straight up Menace. That was like, I don't, I'm not uh, a big fan classic. of MC8, but straight up Menace was a classic. No, that's and, facts. Uh, that's facts. Shit, what else? It's a lot of different joints. I said, I'm big on Above the Rim. I would say that's one to check out. Um, Hmm. It's a lot, mainly from the nineties. Is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you heard all the stuff I named off. It's a lot from the late seventies, eighties, and then the nineties. Uh, a couple of I'm them a- that are kind of slept on. I'm just gonna break. They're not. They weren't my two sleepers, but I'm just thinking of them now that you guys are t- talking about these movies. Um, nothing to lose had an awesome fucking soundtrack. That was an awesome mix of new and old classics. You guys know which movie I'm talking about. With uh, Martin and uh, with Martin, Tim Robbins Martin. and Martin Lawrence, yeah, Martin, yeah, yeah. Yep. welcome yep. to hell, bitch, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I love that movie. Has, yeah, has a fucking phenomenal soundtrack. Um, and Blue Streak, again, another Martin movie. I, lo- I love good the, original songs. Yep, I love the Blue Streak soundtrack. Yeah. I love that soundtrack. However, I see that, and I'm gonna read you a soundtrack that I surprised people don't talk about. Chris Tucker. Axe mentioned Rush Hour. I'm going to mention another Chris Tucker movie. Money Talks. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't remember that Feel So Good by Mace. We first heard it Uh. on Money Talks. Mm. And there's Mary Mary J. Blige's on it. SWV's on it. They got fucking Rick James on that bitch. (laughs) Hell yeah. I mean, you know, so I think it's in and I think it's one of those soundtracks because the movie itself was kind of overpowering a little bit, you know, it's like that's a hell of a movie. 
But because it was such an overpowering film, I think a lot of people don't think about the soundtrack. But that's 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 the one. If I had to think about like un, like kind of underrated uh, soundtracks, um, Money Talks, uh, New Jersey Drive, New Jersey Drive soundtrack. Um, that's a definitely another one. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say New Jersey Drive had, I know I had Queen Latifah had a joint on there. It's funny, MC8 had a joint on there. And I almost think Outcast I think, had one on Outcast, there. Benz right? Bima. It was Benz yeah, Bima, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that, there yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. So that's definitely another that's definitely another one. Um there's so many, like it's so many soundtracks that came, and it's funny, most of these are all from the 90s. Um oh yeah, the word too. Yeah, the wood to, had a good soundtrack. Had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and that was a that was one of those movies featuring the soundtrack of the year. I remember that specifically from that trailer. Yeah. You know what? I would say this. This this was a this 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 soundtrack was a mix of old songs, uh, with a couple new. Um, but I'm gonna say the the soundtrack to Baby Boy actually Hell is yeah. a very good soundtrack. It's just there's such a mix of old songs on there too. And obviously in the two thousands. Okay. So obviously, okay. So this movie in itself is hilarious uh, to me in general, but hustle and flow. Oh my um, gosh, of course. It's, it's one of those things where you don't, you, you like, because it's a movie based around, you know, rapping and shit, but I mean, they had I know Boos, uh, you know Boosie and Webby were on there. Obviously, Three Six did. It's hard out here for a pimp. They had uh, I think E Forty and was on there. I think Eight Ball MJG. Um, they had it's like you know. Hey, whoop that trick was hard. I don't care. Oh no, whoop the trick even was classic. Though, yeah, yeah. You know Terrence Howard. Like it was interesting <laughs> hearing him rap. But <laughs> I just want to point out. I just looked this up very briefly. There's a song. On the Hustle and Flow soundtrack by one of my all-time favorite rappers, Juvenile, featuring Skip and Wacko from UTP, and the song is called Booty Language. That shit is hilarious. The fact that there's a song on the soundtrack called Booty Language. I'm Once we finish uh... recording this, I'm going to go and listen to that. Because actually, you know what? Let's go down the list of the soundtrack. Obviously, they got the I'm a King remix with T.I. They have Swerve, It's Hard I Hear for a Pimp. They have a song called Pussy Niggas by E40. They have a song, obviously, Whoop That Trick. Carbon 15s, 8Ks, and Mac 11s. This is a ghetto ass <laughs> motherfucking soundtrack. It was a this good is, record, man. This was a good was CD. Great. I had that CD. Yeah. It's great. It was great. And, but like, like I said, it's that it was, it's a good thing that I think we can talk a couple of, uh, a couple of two thousands, you know, because there wasn't a lot of 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 black films in two, in the two thousands that had uh, a good soundtrack. Next Friday had a pretty decent soundtrack. I know that was that was one. Um, I oh another one. How did I forget this? So I actually think Barbershop had a decent soundtrack. Yeah, Barbershop one and two had but had a decent soundtrack. Um, but I think this was like the tail end, you know, like right at the tail end of like soundtracks being like prominent. And I I'm surprised I'm surprised that it was it was, you know, so good because uh, you know, 
it's just just a knot. But the last one I'll say before we before we kind of get into our, our like the ones we think are the best, I guess. So there's a Spike Lee movie from the year 2000. Uh, it's called Bamboozled. And Bamboozled actually is a very powerful soundtrack. It's probably not the best, obviously, but I think it's the most it's, it's the most important of one of the most important soundtracks. I mean, there's a lot of India Ari songs on there. Um, I know there's a couple. There's a Stevie Wonder song. I think Prince has a song on there. Erica Badu. Um, but there's a lot of like songs about Hollywood and and you know just just exploiting you know like the like the black experience. So I think Bamboozle soundtrack is is one that a lot of people probably won't mention because a lot of people don't even know it exists. Uh, but I think. Bamboozle is the probably one of the more underrated and probably the most underrated uh soundtrack, uh, at least from the 2000s. Because you know, like we said, we talked you know, 70s and and you know, some of the 80s and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, um, Bamboozled, if if you're listening to this, go check, go check that out. Go if you haven't seen a movie before, go watch Bamboozle. Uh, it's it's a hard watch for certain people, yeah, it's a hard watch for a lot of people. But for me, I love that movie. Um, I think I think it's the perfect blend of of hilarity because you know you got you got my man who niggas is a beautiful thing and and you know shit like that. But then you have like those real moments of looking at the blackface. Like there's so much behind it, and and like I said, that's just just one of those movies that I absolutely. Like I love, I I, ha- I still have that movie on DVD. That's how much I love that movie. So, um, yeah, just 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 for, just for the underrated one, Bamboozle is not only just a, a underrated soundtrack; it's an underrated movie. Um, and we talk about the black experience, uh, in America in general, and black experience in Hollywood. It's one of those movies you need to watch. So, um, definitely, definitely want to check out, but. I wanted to get into a little conversation about everybody's top five. Hold on, I still gotta do my two underrated picks. I haven't gotten the oh, you oh, that's right, you, you guys you, are you, gonna you. yeah, okay. So uh oh, so the first one, no, we're gonna get to that in just a second. I'm gonna make you wait just one more thing for it. <laughs> first one, I might be on a fucking island here. Um, I don't know how many, how much crossover there is in our listener base, but if you want to talk about underrated albums that are sneaky loaded if you are into um prog metal turn of the century metal um and some old school metal uh freddy versus jason soundtrack is fucking loaded oh, top to fucking bottom with that's epic interesting fucking metal with fucking has spine shake it has el nino it has uh god damn it i can't remember the name of, of the other band um but all of them have they just fucking kill it on this. There's at least five or six songs off of there that are will stay in your rotation for a very fucking long time. Um, so if you're into that kind of music, fucking check that out. All right, so here we go. The story I promised before we started. Second album I ever purchased my own money was a chop. Uh the first one. <laughs> oh boy. What the first doing? one was Buster Rhymes when Disaster Strikes. Classic. The 
Second one was the soundtrack. The Godzilla soundtrack. Wow. Has Come With Me by Puffy. You remember? Mm-hmm. Smash hit. It has a Brain Stew remix by Green Day, which is fucking was a phenomenon at the time. Um, and it has a, to me, top three all-time Rage Against the Machine song, uh, No Shelter. If you yeah. have never heard No Shelter by Rage Against the Machine and you fuck with Rage Against the Machine, you need to fucking look it up right fucking now. Pause the podcast. Go find that fucking song. It is fucking out of control. Um, It also has Jamiroquai on the album. Where else are you going to get Puffy, Green Day, Jamiroquai, and Rage Against the Machine all fucking shit up on the same album? The, the very rare. With all timers. <laughs> very rare occurrence. Were you sure. guys were you guys fucking with the uh the the Puffy uh come with me at the time? Were you uh I mean I, we're, as a kid, so yeah. I mean, I like, you know. Like I was a big bad boy fan, you know. Uh, so okay, so there you funny. go. What about you, Axe? I was never really huge on Diddy. Like when Jada was right writing his shit, he was fired. That was like the only time you could really tolerate him. But I don't know. I don't really rock with Diddy too tough. Yeah, no, I definitely rock with him now. Uh, but and I haven't in, in some time. But at that time, as a kid, yeah, you know, it, it was bad boy. You know, like I think '97, it was just Bad Boy because Death Row was kind of on the way out, and uh, yeah, you know, and yeah, he was cold when Jada was writing his lines. I- I'll give you that. Yeah, that's '97. Yeah, it's like '97, yeah. '96 time. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Godzilla because you just brought up a memory of a loaded soundtrack in my mind, and I, I, I know. I I don't like this movie. But Bullworth has a Dr. Dre and LL Cool J song on the soundtrack. Obviously, Prizewell, uh, Maya, and ODB did Ghetto Superstar. Um, there was a Method Man, Prodigy, and KRS-One yeah. song on there. Um, Mac-10, Ice Cube were on there, I think. So, you know, that's that's a soundtrack. You talking about underrated. I it just came to mind. Like I was like Bullworth, and it's, it's only and it's weird that you said you know Godzilla because I know this was like in the early you know not early late nineties, right? So it had to be right. It had to be late nineties, right? Like ninety eight, something like that. Yeah, ninety eight. So, um, like for some reason when I heard like the year ninety eight, it popped into my head. I was like, oh shit, Bullworth. And so, yeah, Bulwark's definitely not, uh, another one. Um, are we missing any, uh, like, underrated? Um... I want to go back real quick just because I feel bad about not being able to remember. And now I'm looking at this track listing, and holy fuck, if you like this kind of music. Freddy versus Jason. Typo Negative. That was not the one I forget. I would never forget Typo Negative. It's one of my favorite bands. The, the band I forgot is In Flames. I don't know if uh, any of you who know that band know that they're fucking sick. Typo Negative. Lamb of God, Sepultra, Stone Sour, Seether, Seven Dust, Kamara, Slipknot, Hate Breed, Spine Shank, K 
Kill Switch Engage and El Nino. Fucking loaded. Like you, there's not a fucking name missing from early 2000s metal that is not on that album fucking killing it. I'm telling you, if you like that kind of music, Freddy versus Jason soundtrack, very, very sneaky. Very, very good. I'm going to say Space Jam was underrated. Like, I believe I could fly that turn from that soundtrack to a whole, they was playing that in churches, playing it all over. Like, Nasty Man had an impact on a lot of different soundtracks. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but he did. <laughs> he a musical uh, genius. He a sickle. But he, he's he, definitely a sickle. Damn sure yeah, he um, did the life soundtrack too, if I'm not mistaken. I think he EP'd yeah. that joint. I mean, he was on fucking everything back, back during all that shit. Yeah, you 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 couldn't do anything without R. Kelly being a part of it. Um, that's just that's just the way it is. Space Jam, but that, the Space Jam soundtrack is is really good. I'm gonna mention one that I'm not surprised that no one's mentioned, but. I kind of vaguely remember this. The movie Blade. Oh, fuck yes. I still listen to that song from the club scene when I'm in the gym to this day. I actually had a pretty good uh, pretty good soundtrack. And it's it's so crazy because I I, I didn't remember it. And then as soon as I thought 1998, it it jogged my memory. So There's, There's very few, I mean... I'm sure there are some, but can you think of any, like, there are very few film song combinations where more instantaneously you connect music with what you saw in the movie and how much what you saw in the movie was carried by the fucking song. Like, that opening scene is fucking seared in everyone's brains forever, and and the music is a huge part of it. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. And and that, but but that kind of goes to the point that like we're basically making this whole entire show. You know, uh, the entire episode is like soundtracks are so vital and so important to uh so vital important to just just kind of like memories and it's tied to everything in the movie and. It's funny. So as we're doing this, all these different things are coming to mind. So I just want to point out really quick. I sh- I'm so mad at myself. I am very mad at myself for not for forgetting this one. Um, Def Jam's "How to Be a Player" soundtrack. I'm mad at myself for forgetting this because I absolutely love that movie, um, and I think it's fucking hilarious. But Def Jam in the mid '90s to late '90s were unstoppable right you know dmx uh foxy brown and you know fucking who else was on there method man red man basically everybody that was on the hard knock life tour uh the how to be a player soundtrack um i mean what was there was another one from 97 I mean, hell, Men in Black had their own soundtrack too, right? Men in Black that soundtrack was a, that had smash fucking hits on it. You want to talk about original songs? That fucking the uh, Will Smith one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here comes the Men in Black. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, even even when you go into like, uh, 
like Pac had movies, right? Like Pac had a couple movies outside of you know, obviously Above the Rim. He was in Juice, though. Juice, another great soundtrack. Uh, you know, we didn't really get to touch on like New Jack City, uh, another great soundtrack. Um, man, like I, th- th- there's a, I, I always go back to it. I always go back to the Players Club. Uh, Players Club soundtrack has, has some classes on it too. Um, there's like there's so many soundtracks that are missing uh, that we haven't, you know. We haven't actually, you know, had, had a chance to, to talk about, but I think that's the beauty of it is that we look back on it and there's so many soundtracks that even as we're talking come to mind like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. And it just shows how much of a lost art the soundtrack is in in film, because for Frozen to be like the more that's like the most recent one, right? Like the most recent yeah. one in the top, top, like that was 10 years ago like 10 11 years ago and like this is what this is the last like one that really made the impact and that was 11 years ago so 11 12 you know, 10 11 years ago and you know it like it's just missing it's it's really missing from from film and i think with with film and with streaming services i think it's a great time to bring back soundtracks honestly uh, I don't know how it would work with paying people and stuff. It'd be a great time, like more probably R and B and rock and and shit like that than rap right now. But I think it'd be great if there's a couple, you know, couple films that could you know galvanize the audience and actually get original songs from like talented artists because there's plenty of talented artists out there. I just don't think maybe they're not the most popular, but. I think that's what the soundtrack's all about, right? Because you could listen, like I think Eric mentioned in the beginning, you could cut on a soundtrack and hear artists you never heard before. And you became a fan instantly. Like, I think we should get back to that, but the movies don't fit right now. You know, the movies don't fit that right now. So, um, no, nah, man, but so I I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys, because I do want to circle back to Saturday Night Fever. Uh but X, do you have any? Have you ever heard any of the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack ever? <clears throat> um, I've heard some of it. You know, I've been doing a deeper dive on the BGs. I I haven't watched the movie though. Like the movie don't seem like my wave, but I, I'm familiar with staying alive. I want to do a deep dive on the BG because I've heard songs and snippets where I'm like, yo, these dudes are tough. And a lot of their stuff did get sampled in the hip hop community, so I definitely want to do a deeper dive. I want to point out something from Saturday Night Fever, a soundtrack. There's two different versions, and Eric, you can you can confirm this for me. There's two different versions of my favorite song from the Bee Gees ever. Uh, one is done by them, and one is done by another great group, Tavares. And the song is called More Than a Woman. I love a lot of BG's records. But I, the first time I heard that song, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I literally stopped. And I listened, and I was like, "This is the best, the best fucking song I ever heard." 
of all the songs, it was that song. That was the song. It was More Than a Woman by the Bee Gees. And that was on Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. So thank you to Eric for jogging my memory and making me remember that the Bee Gees are one of my fucking favorite <laughs> one of my favorite uh groups ever. I mean, I, I I don't I don't forget that, but just it jogged my memory to think about the fact that uh you know, the Bee Gees were a part of an amazing uh, amazing soundtrack and Saturday Night Saturday Night Fever is I agree with you X. It definitely wasn't my type of movie, you know, wearing the white suit and going to the disco. It's not really my bag, but the music was so fucking good. I mean, staying alive, obviously. How deep is your love? The beat, like, come on, look, look. I I could do a whole show talking about the Bee Gees. That's that's how much of a fan I am of the Bee Gees music. And as I get older, as we we're you know we're old men now, I guess at this point. But as I get older, I have a more appreciation for the disco era and the seventies and 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 like even even some of the stuff we mentioned earlier, you know, with uh, you know, like the the Mac and 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 Superfly and and all those. Like I have uh a much greater appreciation for that music now as I get older. So um we really wanted... let a hating ass DJ blow up records in the stadium, the baseball stadium, and that in the disco. Like think about how stupid that sounds, bro. It does. It sounds very stupid. It like he literally almost burned his White Sox stadium down because he hated disco music. And disco music is fucking fire. I was listening to some Atlantic Star earlier today, man. Like, he really stopped a good movement. That, that's some hater in ass shit, man. But nah, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I agree. Now, I want I want to also uh, briefly uh, for the black black exploitation error. I want to give a brief shout out to a couple of underground, not underground, but slept on uh, soundtracks. So. Pretty sure those who listen, you know about the movie called The Spook Who Sat by the Door. Uh, this is a very, very jazzy soundtrack. There's one also called The Baron, which I believe the it's very hard to find soundtrack. Uh, but Gil Scott Heron, who is one of my favorite artists, uh, played a part in it. There's also another soundtrack called Black Shampoo from uh the black exploitation era another one called melinda where jerry butler someone you don't hear mentioned very often um but that is uh, another legend so shout out to jerry butler for that we dig it in the crates and if people don't know pete rock alchemist dj premier have sampled stuff from jerry butler and actually from this soundtrack so um and of course oh wait 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 how can i forget Another movie from that era a lot of people don't talk about, but it's a very important movie, is The Education of Sonny Carson. It's a very, very pivotal film. And it's a very, very pivotal one. And I believe the soundtrack had, I think, Harry Belafonte, Marvin Gaye. Um, I think I think they were a part of that. I can't I can't remember. I know Leon Ware was a part of it, too. I, I, I can't remember everybody that was on it. But um, also Sheba Baby, Foxy Brown, Coffee, uh, all of those, too. So 
always got to give the flowers, of course, to the people who started this era uh, and started this whole thing. And the black exploitation films and soundtracks are the basis of most of black culture's soundtracks. And it's where it's really started from because we didn't have uh, any of this prior. So wanted to give what? a brief, you know, had to, had to give a brief shout out to that. Wasn't Black Shampoo the one where dude was like the shop owner? And he was fucking a whole bunch of women like the first twenty minutes. That Wasn't definitely that sounds like that. That sounds like it. That definitely sounds like what it would be. I seen <laughs> shit on Tubi. I was like, yo, this is outrageous. Like they yeah, no bad though. He got straight to fucking. <laughs> yeah. No, it says here. Here is the synopsis. A hairdresser continues to have relationships with his married customers, which leads to a visit from a mobster. That absolutely sounds like... <laughs> yeah, like, me and my wife was watching it, like, yo, this is the craziest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, hold on, wait. Hold on. Here's the actual, exp- here's the actual plot explanation. It's, it's more but A promiscuous, heterosexual, black hairstylist and businessman has sex I, with I'm his a little wife. Bit, you know, I'm a little bit... Uh, that's a little bit troublesome, that, that fucking description. Thank you. Yeah, I, I it's... Hey. He's day. Tighten that, tighten that up. They uh, promiscuous heterosexual black hairstylist has sex with his white female customers. Oh, Yo, that's he, what he was about, bro. Like the first but, twenty minutes, I was like, "How did he not die?" Like I know he got some death threats. But wait, the, the kicker is it gets better. It says he has sex with his white female customers, but when he begins a relationship with his black secretary, her white mobster ex-boyfriend resorts to resorts to violent measures to get her back. That's a doozy of a synopsis. You're, you're getting so into this, you're turning into a mobster over there. Resorts to certainly. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I'm also <laughs> sound having, like I'm a having, like a like a henchman <laughs> on Batman the animated series. Uh, well. Sounds like a good one though. Lots of action. No, no. I'm not I'm gonna I'm it's on Tubi TV, the for free black shampoo. It's a one hour and twenty-five minutes. I'm I'm I have to uh pack up some stuff. So I am going to watch this and I'm going to re- uh report back with with my Maybe what we'll do it. if the public wants uh DAR sports media reviews, we'll we'll all watch it and fucking Give our give our I, takes. I I will I will watch this when I you know <laughs> and 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 I I there's another movie that I can't remember the movie it was but it was one where it's like the dude was like like and and actually you know the movie I'm talking about too because no, I always, dude was like, the ghost and he was like yes motherfuckers yes that's the one you already you knew what I was talking about uh, I can't JD remember the name is of it something J D yes J D's Revenge. Uh, JD's, JD's revenge. revenge, yeah, that's what yep. it was. That was that's the why one. Fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had that 70s voice that made it worse. He was like, sucker, no, 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 job, turkey. Like, that's what made it worse. Like, in black exploitation movies, we had to start somewhere, but damn, I'm glad we progressed, man. Like, good Lord. I, the, the worst part about that movie is that it's supposed to be a horror movie. So that's like if you actually Colonel Taylor in a like loud ass suit, yeah, like it's just it's just fucking fucking hilarious because it's like why like why is like why is it supposed to be a horror movie? I guess it's supposed to be possessed by like like the 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 ghost or something. It's just it's fucking hilarious. So, um, nah, man. Uh, oh wait, 
I'm sorry. We uh asked what what should what if you had to pick your favorites, your favorite soundtracks. I know we, we mentioned some of the underrated ones and some of the ones that came to mind, but if you had to rank them, like what is your absolute favorite? Like your top three, top five, like what's your favorite soundtrack? I do like New Jack Cities. Like after going through, like I'm still waiting by Johnny Gill. I'm dreaming by Christopher Williams, like, don't wake me. Like that joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, New Jack Hustler by Ice T. I want to sex you up by Color Me Bed. Oh, like, classic. Keep sweat. They had Guy on there. Like, it was just like a real nice new New Jack swing vibe. So that one was dope. Um, mentioned the wood earlier. They had I want to know by Joe the Dirty Mac anthem. He was yeah. just pretty much Mr. Steal Your Girl before Trey Songs was. Um, had Black Street on there. Outcast and Mystical, they had UGK on there. Luther Vandross, Houdini with Freaks Come Out at Night. So that was a good blend. I always liked the Woods soundtrack. I thought it was pretty dope. And um, I had mentioned before, Above the Rim, like with a slight shout out to um, Men's Society, but I like Above the Rim with Pain because like you felt the pain in Shep every time. Like He used to press the whole fucking movie. Nigga was yep. in the turtleneck, always like playing one on one with a ghost. Like the way he, his man's <laughs> died, nuts. So that's the dumbest fucking death. You gonna smack the bat boy and fall off a building? Like who thought of that <laughs> shit? But that's a whole other topic, man. Uh, <laughs> like, what the rim was so dumb, yo. <laughs> the oh, soundtrack was fire. Good God. And regulate is a classic because regulate translated into like award-winning type shit so that's a fact that is a fact afro puffs was on there like lady of rage killed that it's just yeah man i would say new jack city the wood and above the rim those are my favorite three soundtracks okay all right eric what you got you 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 gave you gave you giving us some hell of some hell of a different choices so well i'm we I'm gonna continue doing that uh, um one of them that's not gonna be my favorites but I, I think needs to be a part of the discussion i'll do too so i'll keep it um just the two ones that people probably wouldn't think of um since we're it's a little bit different take um but uh the last of the mohegans um soundtrack there is ah, a okay. direct correlation uh between like the the an uptick in home theater sales and the release of that fucking movie because it's so the cinematography is so and the soundtrack is such a big fucking deal to the movie and so beautiful that people, you know, wanted to be a part of it. Um, highly recommend it. And on the same tip, the same type of thing, um, Dances with Wolves uh, mm. had a crazy soundtrack, had a very epic, very sweeping. Um, there's a deep cut, um, maybe goes in our underrated version, but. Some people out there will really fucking pop for it. Um, hold on a second. I'll cut some. Go back and cut this out. This little pause here. A movie that was uh kind of a has become a cult classic out of 1987. It's called Near Dark. 
um, as mm, by Catherine okay. Bigelow, who had some big releases uh, recently. Not the soundtrack, the movies directed by her. Um, it's a vampire movie, coming of age story, crazy cinematography, an insane synth rock, synth pop style music. Absolutely go check it out. One that we haven't discussed that I think needs to bring up, brings to be brought up. I'm not naming this among my favorites because that'd be a little strange, but I think just the significance needs to be discussed. The Little Mermaid soundtrack went six times platinum. Mm. Six Man. times platinum, won numerous awards, Grammys. The crazy thing about it is the main songs Under the Sea, Part of Your World, Poor Unfortunate Souls were co-wrote by a gay man whose partner was never acknowledged by Disney because this was back, you know, when you didn't acknowledge those sorts of things as a major yeah. company. He contracted AIDS, continued to work on those songs, got them done, never got to fucking see the movie. He passed away before it came out in theaters. Wow. Fucking crazy as fuck dude also you want to talk about somebody oh my god it's crazy that we've talked about soundtracks and we never got to john williams but uh, we'll, we'll get there in a minute um the dude worked on those songs from little mermaid worked on songs from the lion king and worked on the most famous songs from aladdin as well and was a part of all of that shit like backbone of your childhood type shit and uh the guy Unfortunately, passed away before The Little Mermaid came out six times platinum, was the most awarded song composer um, of of the era, of all time, I believe, actually. Mm. Oh, my, I cannot. I will fucking be straight wrong if I don't bring this guy up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. John Williams. <laughs> all right. Now, you guys want to talk about John Williams is a composer. He, <laughs> these are the fucking list of songs this guy is responsible for. Subject soundtracks, the Star Wars theme, the Hook Flight to Neverland theme, Raiders of the Lost Ark theme, mm. Saving Private Ryan, Him to the Fallen, the Jaws theme. The wow. Jurassic Park theme. Well, then. The E.T. flying theme. Uh, let's see. There's a, a Home Alone theme. Imperial March. Dun, 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 from Star Wars, the fucking Stormtroopers. Yeah. Same fucking guy did all of those. Oh, he, wow. put in, he put in his work. Yeah, he put in work. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy people say that like oh he's the steven spielberg of music and steven spielberg said no i'm the <laughs> john williams you know say it's the other way around basically uh no i'm the john williams of film he's not the steven spielberg of music like john williams is the fucking man when you want to think about theme music songs like that true what are your top soundtracks well I'm going to toss out a couple real quick that are not my favorites, but 
they are and they're like honorable mentions. So the belly soundtrack, obviously. Oh, um yeah. I mean, I wasn't know, gonna you, say belly and Friday because we went over that so much in the last yeah, one, but, but I, I those I, are I, my I top just, ones. Yeah, I just give them a mention. Um I actually think the uh how high soundtrack um is actually Very pretty subtle too. And uh, also, of course, give a shout out to uh, I, I know we kind of mentioned waiting to exhale a little bit. Uh, I think that's that that would be up there. One of my favorites just in terms of like production. I think Babyface is a fucking uh, genius. And actually, another one uh, surprised people don't mention it's two actually is Deep Cover and Poetic Justice. So those are two that uh, I think deserve you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of mention, a lot of credit, but my favorite, I am going to surprise people with this. Um, but this soundtrack, it was a double disc when it came out. And the funny part is I am not a fan like that of this movie. So, and people are going to be surprised if I say this, but I can't even admit I'm not a big fan of this movie. But Paid in Full has honestly one of the best soundtracks. Fucking loaded ever. soundtrack, too. Yeah. It is it is a mix of old school, obviously, because the movie takes place in the 80s. But in terms of the original songs, I mean, you got the Body Body Part 3 on there with, with, with you know, Dipset and Master P. You got Jigga and bleak and i think little c's on there with the one two y'all you got uh you got even got dame dash talking talking his shit you got uh i think a jay and cameron young chris song but the song that gets it on my list is kanye cameron it's beanie siegel it's fucking was it peter crack on there young chris everybody one for Petey Crack is also on there too. But the song Champions, We yeah. Are the Champions, is a Submitted fucking. Your crime? Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. It's, uh, it's, it, and, and I remember we used to freestyle over that beat in school. Uh, we get out of school, we were we right there, somebody had a CD, little CD thing playing, and, and we'd be freestyling over that beat. And we used to just walk through class, and uh, I think Beans is on there, like, no, I was Rockefeller, what nigga Rockefeller, shit, I Rockefeller. And we do just like, yo, Beans going snapping on that bitch. Yo. One of my favorite parts on there, too, is Dame jumps on. He said, this is the fucking producer. Even my producer can rap. And then yeah, Kanye has a really Kanye good verse up, yep. on it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's paid, like, that's one of those soundtracks where it's like, I never hear it mentioned. But I like I bought that shit when it came out and I played that shit so much. And I, I like it's so funny because I don't care for the movie that much. That's why I, was, <laughs> that's why I just think it's funny. I really don't care for the movie. Uh, but I, you know, absolutely. And I have my reasons why I don't care for that movie. But um, I, I, I love that soundtrack. And I think, you know, of course, I mentioned bamboozled i know we you know briefly touched on the best man soundtrack when we were talking about uh, you know on the last nostalgia hour um but the one i'm gonna mention that i'm kind of surprised didn't come up uh so far is the soundtrack that we actually were just talking about on twitter 
is the get rich or die trying soundtrack um which yeah. of course obviously 50 you know 50 cent had his, his first movie um but i cannot say enough about the get rich or die trying soundtrack and i i, I mean this wholeheartedly like you know, at the time, G Unit was kind of like on their way out uh, a little bit. Not on, maybe not on their way out, but you know, they had the game beef. They had some stuff going on, but I just knew one hundred percent that when when this movie came out, I was like fifty going fifty going come with it because it's a G Unit album. It's not a Fifty Cent album. It's not a you know Young Buck album. It's a it's not a Lloyd Banks album. It's not a Tony Ayo album. It's a G Unit soundtrack album. And so I knew he was going to come with some heat, and he did not disappoint. Whether it was Hustler's Ambition, What If, When It Rains It Pours, Talk About Me, like I uh, love Talk About Me, one of my favorites. Yeah, like there's so like. I think there's like maybe two songs I might have skipped on the whole soundtrack, if that. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, like if I could put that soundtrack up against like 50s entire catalog and June's entire catalog, it's really close to the top. And it is. it's a great album, you know. So I, I I would I would have to have to give it give it to that one. And then my favorite of all time. Always, always gonna be the Boomerang soundtrack, just because Boomerang is one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually think it's probably my second favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time. Maybe, maybe some days it's been how I feel might be my favorite, but I think, um, I think the Boomerang soundtrack is just, I think it's phenomenal because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of time like things you can go back and reference from a specific time uh and you knew where you were in terms of like like where you know where the music was and i think the boomerang soundtrack kind of sums up where r&b music was in 1992 100 um you know obviously when triple platinum and was successful but when you have boys to men uh the end of the road you have uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't talk about Damien Dame, but he was, you know, he was pretty prominent at that time. He had Shanice on there. You had Tribe Called Quest on there. You had Johnny Gill with with There You Go, which was a classic. You had Tony Braxton, Love Should Have Brought You Home, and then my favorite song, of course, you had PM Dawn on there. I die without you on that shit. And but my favorite song was always the Baby Face of Tony Braxton song, Give You My Heart. I think it is 100% the bridge, like bridging the gap between what the ni- rest of 90s R&B was going to be and then the New Jack Swing era. It was like right there in the middle of that. So the Boomerang soundtrack uh, would be my favorite. Um, but obviously, like I said, we mentioned so many soundtracks. I feel like we're even still missing some, which is crazy because we've discussed it for quite some time and we've really had a lot. <laughs> we've said a lot of soundtracks we've even we've referenced the titanic soundtrack we referenced saturday night fever we referenced godzilla and 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 you know we referenced fucking what was the shit uh i forgot what i forgot what the damn the damn black shampoo just recently so there's there's been so many soundtracks we could reference it's just like you know movies just 
movies don't feel the same like they used to back. Like your your attachment to the movies are different, and I think the lack of soundtracks is 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 the reason for that. So, um, yeah, you know that 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 the only ones my... that, are, that are really hanging in there now like that still is Disney. Yep, um, that's it. Frozen. The other ones that were in the top twenty for modern movies was a uh, Maui, and um, Coco or not Coco, uh, the Madrigals. What the fuck? God damn it! Why can't I remember the name of that movie? Encanto. Yes, um, I love Encanto, that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking tremendous. Um, Encanto, Frozen, Maui were like the other ones that are in the top fifteen. All all the modern movies, um, other than uh, a Star Is Born, um. We're all Disney movies, so those the only ones that are really hanging in there regularly. Yeah, I know Pitch Perfect and and movies like that, uh, like you know, but it's like you have to have a movie that's geared towards music. Oh yeah, it's right? a musical. So <laughs> yeah, so that you have to have that, and like without that, there's just nothing. And I and I know I know someone uh like a like a friend of mine when I was telling them we were going to talk about soundtracks they were like oh how do you feel about like the black uh black panther soundtrack and i was like it was cool you know and then you know a couple people told me like i should mention eight mile but it's like eight mile i mean you know it's eight mile um like high school high was another one i think uh i think think sunset park and a couple other ones had had some decent soundtracks uh i am I'd be remiss if I did not mention this this movie, uh, Don't Be a Menace, um, had a really great soundtrack, and I'm actually surprised I, I forgot about it just till now. I was thinking about 1996, Sunset Park, my mind automatically jumps to Don't Be a Menace. So that's another one. And there's so many, there's so many more that, that, that we could talk about, uh, you know, because like even crazy, like even, you know, movies that were geared towards a different audience maybe than than us. Like uh, Moulin Rouge even had, I think, a soundtrack. If you remember, you know, they did the Lady Marmalade version with yeah. Lil Kim, Christina Aguilera, and stuff huge like that. So, like, huge hit. It's big. And so, like, there's so many different soundtracks. And, like, when you look at uh, these big songs, you don't actually stop and think, like, yo, this is from a soundtrack. This is a mega hit. And this was based off of, uh, you know, an album that was based around a movie. That's insane when you really think about it. So, um, I you know, the film industry is going to continue being the film industry, obviously. Uh, but I think if we could get some semblance of some soundtracks again at some point, I think it'd be great. I'm curious to see one movie that I've heard might have a soundtrack, which I'm curious to see how this goes, is there's a Bob, Bob Marley biopic that comes out next year that I've actually watched 50 minutes of in a focus group that I, I'm not supposed to share that technically, but I really don't care. But I was a part of a focus group to watch this and I'm almost like 90% sure they're going to have an actual full blown soundtrack. So, um, yeah, but you know, like I said, these soundtracks, these are like, these are the like, the gateway you know it's like a gateway for us to to, to identify uh musically with these with these movies and you know we don't have that that identity is no longer there um you're never going to see a bodyguard type soundtrack ever again there's never going to be a soundtrack that sells that many records it's, it's fucking impossible 
Like, it's fucking impossible because I looked up those numbers on the Bodyguard soundtrack and there is no fucking way at all. So, um, yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, like I said, we, we've covered a lot. Um, at the end of the day, the Bodyguard is still the king in terms of sales. Um, Frozen and in in the Lion Kings and the Titanics, these are all blockbuster movies, right? These are all major movies, and their soundtrack is right there with them. So, uh, for the movie industry, for film filmmakers, um, if you can bring us back some soundtracks, I'd greatly appreciate that. And matter of fact, if y'all are doing soundtracks, be sure to include your boy. You know, get 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 one of my songs and put them on there. You know, cheap Twitter plug. There but, we uh, go. Yeah. Hey, it worked for a reason. So maybe think about bringing it back a little bit there, modern film. Uh, Acts true. Thanks a ton. This has been Dar Sports Media, a nostalgia hour. World of Dar Media never stops.